video podcast. We're on the big screen. It's probably I, a small screen. Most people watch things on their phone. I don't Bam. know where to look. I don't know where to look, and I'm making a lot of noise. My eyes let me see everywhere. Caleb's eyes are his sunglasses. My eyes are my glasses. Get your beer away from me. And this is True Crime Thursdays, Horror Soup, Episode 7, I think. I might be wrong. And this is Bree's episode. And open up your beer. We're uh, drinking some beers today. Oh, yeah, we got these cute little beers. Oh, and I'm I'm Caleb, for everyone that's never uh, seen me before and my beautiful eyes. I'm Caleb number two. Yeah, that's what we're going <laughs> with today, and okay. I'm fine with it. And we are drinking on some fancy little beers. I have a, oh, you took yours off. I have the Lost Abbey X Cathedra. Let's see if I could, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For all the video watchers, it's right in there. So this is our first video podcast as well. Yeah, well, I mean, you kind oh, our first. Well, you me and Roland did, did one yesterday, night. but it was terrible, and I'd suggest no one watches it. So I, let's go ahead and pop I hate this, this bitch process. open. Oh, and I also have a Chucky Whoa. beer koozie. That Brie, the got, Brie and Migs got me for, uh, what was it? Is was your, it my birthday? Your born day, yeah. My born day. Well, cheers, brother. Holy shit. What? This was insane. This, this is, is absolutely delicious. <laughs> All right, so this, no, this is a $17 beer. The one I got for Brie is a $12 beer. Hers has ghosts on it. Mine has like a priest <laughs> dude, and I thought they were just the spookiest ones I found at the store. This is delicious. You should try this. Swap me. Okay. This is fucking good. That one is really fucking good. Holy shit, this is really good too. No, you didn't like it? Oh, God, no. Absolutely not, no. These are both delicious. This one is really fucking good. It's got like a, it kind of almost tastes like pickle juice. I think yours is a six something percent. Mine is like a 12.5. It tastes like it. It tastes like pure liquor. Mine's a 12.5. This tastes like wine, honestly. That's really fucking this good. This tastes like this beer really wine. Good. And you know, these bottles are really cool. I want to save these bottles and the corks. I really like the bottles. This is really fucking good. This? I don't know. I think this might have been worth worth the money. Would I buy it again? No, it's a seventeen dollar bottle, but I thought I it was a yeah, good I don't think I'll it, buy it. It was a good celebration, beer. you know, our first yeah. video podcast. So hopefully this will be a pretty uh pretty fun. I don't know where to look and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, this is rough, but it's good. It tastes like coffee and I wish liquor. It was colder. Yeah, it does. I don't know what it said on the bottle. It says uh, barrel-aged quad ale with ginger and orange. Yeah, see, that's not what it tastes like. This one's oak-aged. Oak-aged? Oak-aged. It's oak-aged. What is the flavoring on it? Does it say? It tastes weird. It tastes. It's like fruity but sour. Oak-aged wild ale. This one's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. It kind of tastes like the sour monkey I had earlier, but just tastier. It's sour. Yeah, it's weird. I love sour beers. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Got Bri- some good beers here to get today, you guys. Bria, what are you covering today? Today we are covering Charlie Brandt. Okay. Hey, he's a and real. this guy? I don't really he's know. A real any- son of a bitch. I don't know anything about him, so okay. this is all you. I have his. Uh, I have his picture pulled up right down here. He's hideous. If you're watching the video, you can see his picture right here. He doesn't look too good. But uh, yeah, let's uh, t- tell me tell me what he did because I don't know anything about All this right. guy. <clears throat> okay. Oh wait, uh, actually, before we start, I actually have a couple new Patreons to thank. 
more? What the fuck? Yeah, we have two more. So well, I would, you guys, why? <laughs> I, it's so thank thank you guys so much. Like yeah. it's really awesome. So I would like to thank Katie Chung in the turkey soup category. I love turkey soup. Good, turkey soup is good stuff. It's really tasty stuff. Yeah. And Katie Chung, I'm sure you're really tasty stuff too. Pretty sure you are. <laughs> this is Katie Chung. Uh, and then we have Caitlin, no last name, in the horror soup tier. So you are horror soup. You embody it. You are it. Good. Good job. You are. A $17 beer. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Y'all so, the best. <clears throat> I think that's pretty much all we have to say before we get going on this. Okay. You know, I'm actually really happy I wear these glasses because it's helping me from not being blinded by this light. Yeah, it's a bright light. Or, I mean, my eyes. Never mind. Get, move on. <clears throat> okay. So, Carl, a.k.a. Charlie Brandt, which I thought Charlie was short for Charles, but whatever. He was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana on February 23rd, 1957. What kind of name is Charlie? That's a dumb person's name. Oh, well, yeah. Moving on. Okay. (laughs) He had an older sister, Angie, and two younger sisters, ages two and four. Growing up, Charlie's dad would have to move around a lot for work, and it's said that Charlie had a tough time adjusting to the constant changes of schools and stuff. The family was well-known and liked by everybody, and all the children had a normal upbringing. Charlie would work as an engineer most of his life and made pretty good money and had a very seemingly normal life up until a very unfortunate series of event- events in 2004. <laughs> was he like a good engineer or was he a crappy no, one? No, yeah, he was like good at his job. Okay. It's like, it, it was something, an engineer, something stupid like Why that. are they always good engineers? I don't know. Stop building stuff when you're scared. I thought you spilled your beer right now. That terrified me. No, I spilled my smoke. <clears throat> so... On September 2nd of 2004, Charlie and his wife, uh, Teresa, but everybody, everybody oh, called this her beer Terry. Is harsh. I can't drink this. <laughs> I thought it was worth the $17, bud. Oh, God. I changed my mind. The well, first sip was really good. Delicious. That's awesome. I would buy that again. I can't. I'd never, I changed my mind. I can't buy this again. It's really this good. This doesn't even really taste like beer. Let me get another sip of that. that was a, that was you want, you want it? You can have it. No, cheers. Uh, I told you I wasn't drinking, but. Here I am. Oh, it's so good. Continue. I wish it was colder. <clears throat> so yeah, on September twenty. Uh, ooh, sorry. And on September second of two thousand four, Charlie and his wife Teresa, better known as Terry, had to evacuate their home in Florida due to Hurricane Ivan. I've never met the guy. I don't know what he was like. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were going up north. Sounds like a real douchebag. <laughs> they were going up north to uh, near Orlando to Terry's niece niece's house. Her name was Michelle. At this time, Terry and Charlie were married for like 20 years, and the three were pretty close, and they would like always hang out. So it was like, yeah, no shit. We're going to go to fucking Michelle's house. Okay. So Michelle is a pretty cool chick. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's Terry's niece. So Okay. On the night of September 13th... Wait, who's Terry again? Charlie's wife. Okay. And Michelle is Terry's niece. Oh, yeah, I got that part. Yeah, I don't like how they called her Terry, but whatever. Wait, what do you mean you don't like that? I don't like that nickname. I don't like the nickname, Terry. That's just a name for some people. Is that her nickname or is that her name? It's her nickname. Her name is Teresa. I said this already. Oh. You're not listening. No, I was listening. (laughs) I I went over that part. I lost the wife and the Terry thing. All right. Well... Try everyone else. Yeah. Continue. There's a lot of names here. (laughs) Okay. On the night of September 13th, Michelle's friend Lisa was supposed to come over and hang out, but like, um, 
I guess like Michelle, Terry, and Charlie all got super fucking drunk. And Terry and Charlie started to argue. So Michelle was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. So and Michelle was also like known for like keeping in contact with her mother like every day. Like she would like her and her mother would talk like every day. So they had a pretty close relationship. So yeah. The first day her mom called Michelle. Did I say Michelle or Terry at first? I think Michelle. Okay, yeah. I thought you said Michelle. Michelle's mom, Mary Lou, tried calling her, but she wouldn't answer. And she was like, okay, whatever, no big deal. Um, She'll call me back. Didn't call her back. Three days passes. And she starts panicking and asks if Debbie, one of other one of Michelle's other friends, could like go over and check on her. And I lost my spot. You're doing great, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Debbie goes over. She pulls up to the house. And uh, she's on the phone with Mary Lou to see all the cars are still parked in the driveway, which meant everybody was home. Now, all of my, uh, all of my friends... All, all, of- all, all, all of my friends. <laughs> all my friends. All of Michelle's friends had keys to, like, each other's houses. Like, they just... They were oh, fucking close-ass friends. So, I don't yeah. even have a key to your house. Mm, I don't have a key to my house, so. Oh, well, fair enough. Can you get me a key to your house? (laughs) Not happening. All right, moving on. Okay, so after knocking for a cool minute, she decides she's going to go in, but for some reason her key wasn't working. Like, she was using the wrong key or whatever. That's a bad key. Yeah, she's kind of, like, freaking out at this point, so she's, like, walking around the house, like, trying to look through the windows, knocking on them, calling for Michelle and shit, until she walks around and, like, looks into the little, like, garage window things okay and she sees charlie hanging from the rafters oh from bed sheets from the rafters yeah uh-huh she immediately called police what they found in the house disturbed all of them it was said that some officers even ran out of the house to throw up okay when they, they say when they walked inside they found terry slumped over on the couch with seven stab wounds to the chest they walked further into the house into michelle's bedroom only to find something much much worse so, little warning there. Uh, they found warning? Michelle's body on the bed with one fatal stab wound to the chest, but that's not all. She had been decapitated and disemboweled. Her oh, intestines shit. were in the trash can. Also, her heart and organs were removed, and her head was left along the side of her. You know, how do you even know where all that stuff is? What did you say? He was an engineer? Yeah. What the? Yeah, how do you I'll even, get to that. How do you even know how to take all this stuff out? Yeah. You have I'll something about that? To, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So they said that all of Michelle's Victoria's Secret underwear were like thrown all over her fucking room and shit. And it's crazy because Michelle always had like, um, like later um, people would say that like Michelle felt uncomfortable by him. Like he like gave her the pet name Victoria's Secret. That's which really is fucking weird. gross. And like, I guess Charlie would talk about her at work all the fucking time. Like he was like obsessed with her. This is his wife's niece too. Yeah, that's gross. Yep. That's what I said. So the community started panicking and like wondering who could do this, but it's very obviously a murder suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So this didn't make any sense to anybody because Charlie was such a normal dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, he, like the even a cop like seeing him walking at two a.m. would just be like, oh, just, you know, not doing anything because he's so normal. Like he never did anything. <laughs> okay. So. So he was the one hanging from the rafters. Yeah, he hung himself. So she, he was the first thing that she saw when she walked in? Yeah, so she didn't see uh, Michelle's body. When the cops got there, they um, they came out and they asked, because uh, at that time, both of Michelle's friends, Lisa and Debbie, okay. were there. 
like because they were worried about her and the cop came out and he was like hey can you uh describe michelle to us and they described her and they were like yeah that it was her in there oh that's yeah fucked. and one of the friends had to be the one to call the dad too <clears throat> it's it's awful so, yep so what else happened they came to the conclusion, they meaning like the police, that because of the nature of the murder and how precise and clean everything was, that this wasn't his first rodeo. They were struggling to find a reason behind this. They pulled his records and everything, but squeaky fucking clean. Not even a thumb, not fingerprints, like fucking just nothing, dude. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. People just avoid getting fucking caught by the law. I've done some dumb shit without getting fucking caught by yeah, the law. Yeah, but like usually when, oh, well, not all the time. I was going to say, like, usually when you're a murderer, you have, like, some type of, like... Sometimes. Some sometimes, people are just yeah. better at keeping it hidden. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, when they called Charlie's sister, Angie, in for questioning, she stopped them before they could even, like, say anything. She said, I have to tell you who... I have to tell something to you people. She went on to tell them that on January 3rd, 1971, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, around 9 or 10 p.m., and at this time, Charlie was 13 and she was 15. Okay. Yeah. She was upstairs getting ready for bed, reading a book, and her mom, who was eight months pregnant at the time, was taking a bath. Her dad was standing over the sink shaving. <clears throat> the next thing she heard was her father screaming, Charlie, no, don't, Charlie, stop. Then she goes on to say that she heard really loud popping noises, and before she could even go see what happened, Charlie was in her doorway. He had something in his hand, but she couldn't really tell what it was, like... She had no fucking idea what was happening, dude. Like, you're okay. not just chilling one night, and then all of a sudden your fucking brother decides to kill your parents. But yeah, Charlie then pulled a gun up in front of her, and he, like, pulled the trigger, but it clicked. So it was, like, out of bullets or it jammed, but so she did No, but you said she, she heard pops, so he already... She heard pops, but in the um in the interrogation video, which you can find on YouTube... Is this the one says, that I have pulled up right here? Yeah. She uh, says that she's uh, not... She had no idea what was happening. She... Said that she assumed it was firecrackers, not that that was, like, reasonable, but, like, gunshots, really? Like, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Can we pull this recording up? Probably. It's on YouTube. No, yeah, I have it right here. Like, do you, do you want to listen to it, or? If you want to play it, you can play it. It's, like, a couple, it's, like, four minutes long, I think. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, let's pull this up real quick and then play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I haven't told this story I can't remember when This is investigator Rob Hemmert With the Seminole County Sheriff's Office And the person being interviewed Is Angela And the last name is Brant That's right Okay, I'm gonna cry All right. It was January 3rd, 1971 Charlie was 13? Yes And Angela, you were how old? 15, 15. Tell me again what took place and what was going on. 9, 10 p.m. Okay. We um, had just gotten a color TV. Right. So we were all sitting around watching the FBI, you know, Ethan's and Bliss Jr. and all that. Okay. Um, the FBI was over. We went upstairs. I went and got in bed to read my book like I always did before I went to sleep. Okay. My mom ran a bath and read Time magazine. My dad was shaving. Okay. So you're, you're in your bed reading. And what happens next? I heard loud noises, which I perceived to be firecrackers. Okay. For the simple reason, not that that makes any sense. That's all right. But, I mean, you know, I sure. just, what other loud noises there? Popping. Yeah, just a really loud, loud noise. And I just, like I said, I just thought it was firecrackers. So I 
started pulling the covers back to see why on earth, you know, there was all this noise going on. But then I heard my father yell, um, Charlie, don't, or Charlie, stop. And my mom was just screaming. And the last thing she ever, the last thing I ever heard my mom say was, Angela, call the police. So what happened after that? So um, I, as I said, I was removing the covers from my bed and getting out of the bed. And all this took place in split seconds. Okay. I mean, it, we couldn't. This has got to be less than a minute, I would think, okay? And I get up, and as I'm getting up, he comes into my room. Charlie. Charlie, okay. uh, brandishing the gun, a gun. I didn't even realize what it really was, I mean, until he aimed it at me, and he pulled the trigger. Okay, so you hear it click. I, and I was going to say, and, it, and it, I could hear it click. Okay. And uh, uh, I guess when he realized the gun didn't have any more bullets, that must be what he threw it on the floor. And as I said, I was lucid enough to kick it under the bed. I didn't know if it had any bullets in it or not. I don't even know what was going on. Right. And then an, a physical altercation ensued. I imagine, I think, he struck me. I do. I think he, because I had blood and just bruises, and I fought back. This is the only physical altercation I've ever been in in my entire life. Okay. Okay. And I guess I won because I'm here to tell about it. I don't right. know. Right, right. And um, I just still, I, my brain, I remember I was only 15, my brain was trying to assimilate what was going on, and I was trying to get away from him at the same time. He was very strong. The next thing I know that I can remember is I was laying flat on my back. My bed was right here. On the bed? This, no, on, on the, the floor. floor. Okay. Probably knocked me to the floor. I don't know. Okay. And he was sitting on me, and he was strangling me. Okay. Okay. I was drifting in and out. I don't think that I got him off of me physically. All right. I remember, the way I remember it is, I saw the weird look on his face, the madness, the, the glazed over look. Okay. I saw it disappear. He just looked more like himself and he said, what am I doing? Or what have I done? And I remember perfectly saying, I don't know, but I think you've shot dad. Because I heard my dad yelling. Charlie, don't do that, or Charlie, stop. And he said, oh, I did, or whatever. I said, I don't know, but get off of me so we can figure it out, okay? And he did, he got off of me. My next step, I was trying to get out of the house. He goes, so you're not gonna leave me, are you? Of course I said no. Knowing I would run out the door, and I did as soon as I thought he was far enough away. I ran. Have you ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. I saw it once in my life. I could never watch it again. You know the girl screaming? Yeah. The way she ran screaming? That was me. I was just a little girl. I was running through the snow in my bloody nightgown, torn, screaming. I got to the first house right across the street. I didn't knock on the door. I turned the knob and it was locked. And then I ran to the next house. And by the time I got to the next house, my brother had apparently come down the steps. He was outside. And all my life, I've heard him screaming after me, Angie, you promised you wouldn't leave me. You promised you wouldn't leave me. That is fucking rough. That, yeah. That's really fucking bad. Yeah. That's terrifying. <clears throat> like, when she said the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing, that's... Like that's what when she that's was terrible. saying it, the like the amount of emotion that was in her voice, it's like already what I had pictured. Like that is yeah. fucking terrifying, honestly. 
Yeah, so I guess, like, instead of her, like, going and finding another neighbor, um, Charlie was on the porch, and he knocked on, like, another neighbor's door, and a young girl answered, and Charlie said, I shot my parents. Charlie's dad had been shot in the back, and his mother suffered five gunshot wounds. His mother was eight months pregnant at this time. Holy shit. Yep. And so police arrived, and Charlie's dad needed life-saving procedures. He ended up living, but sadly, his mother and her unborn child did not make it. Charlie was sent to be evaluated three separate times. They never found, like, anything wrong with him. Like, he was evaluated three separate times, and they were just like, no, he was just a 13-year-old boy that snapped for whatever reason. And also, he was too young to be charged in the state of Indiana at this time, which makes me fucking hate the 70s all of a sudden. And he was sent to a psychiatric hospital instead of prison and only stayed there a year. His father actually fought for him to be released, which I don't fucking get. He only went to a he went there for a year. He only went there for a year. That's and at thirteen, stupid. I'm sorry, I know you're a kid, but you know right from wrong at that age, dude. Like you know not to kill your fucking parents at that age. Oh well, yeah, you should. Like, you should know that at most <laughs> ages, honestly. Yeah. If you're sane. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I just I don't fucking get it because like not only like <clears throat> like your son killed your wife and her unborn baby. Like, you know he's dangerous. You're going to bring him back around your other children. Yeah, you and can't two, do that. And two, he needs to get the fucking help that he needs. He dude. needs to get help, and, like, he cannot be around those other children because he, he might fucking kill them. Yeah. Okay. That's just, that's that's not right. You yeah. Can't, you can't bring him around anyone. So, uh, following his release, Charlie's dad moved the entire family out to Florida, and they had some grandparents out there, and so, like, I just assumed that he moved them out there because he needed help with the four kids. And within a year of being out there, the father remarried and moved the family back to Indiana, except this time without Charlie. Charlie was left in Florida to stay with his grandparents. It was never said why Charlie stayed out, but I can take a pretty good guess and say that it was probably because his sister Angie didn't feel safe around him anymore. Oh, yeah. And this whole time, like, obviously the town knew, but Angie and her dad, they never fucking told anybody, dude. They didn't say shit to anybody about him fucking killing his mom. And, oh, trying to and they knew dad. like 100%, right? Angie and the dad, yeah. The dad uh, was shot and Angie was there. She was the one that ran out of the house. So they were just all <clears throat> just trying to protect him. It was just like... Yeah, so God. the police just got all this information from Angie and they're like, holy shit, dude. So knowing what happened in 71 and the nature of the crime in 2004, police wondered how many more victims were there. The only ones who knew about what happened in 71 were Charlie's dad and his sister Angela and his best friend Jim who was in a relationship with Angie at one point. After their breakup, uh, Jim and Charlie, like, they would hang out because, like, they got close after the breakup. Like, Charlie met Jim through Angie. That's how so, he was young on the screen. Very yeah. terribly. But very buffalizy. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to get a better one. I accidentally pulled up a Dr. Phil video, so I'm doing <laughs> great at this so far for the first time. Doing my best. You're doing great. So, yeah, J- uh, Jim met Charlie through Angie. And then when they broke up, like, they would just go fishing. They would fucking drink and get all fucked up. And, uh, yeah, Jim would later go on to say that Charlie had told him that the best revenge was cutting someone's heart out and eating it. Wait, say that again? Yeah. You're not listening, are you? No, I am listening. Repeat that again. (laughs) Okay. Charlie told Jim that the best revenge was cutting somebody's heart out and eating it. You can't say things like that. You can't say things like that, and it's his sister. He's talking about his fucking sister here, dude. Yeah, you. that's... 
Gross. Yeah, and Jim fucking knew about his past, but for some reason didn't think twice about this. Because as far as he knew, Charlie hadn't done anything wrong for years. So this was like 2000, whatever. It was after the 71 incident. Okay. Yeah. Another red flag popped up years later when one day Terry, Charlie's wife, came home to find Charlie in the fish gutting room covered in blood. She told Jim about this and she was thinking about calling the police. Jim tried to calm her down. Yeah, listen. What do you mean thinking about? Jim tried to calm her down by saying, well, that's what a fish gutting room is for. And she went on to say yes, but there was no fish. Yeah, of course there isn't a fish. She's insane. She goes on to say that there was a girl found murdered not too far from them, that her body was mutilated and that she thinks it was him and she doesn't know what to do. Jim is trying to defend his best friend by explaining like, hey, you know, if you go through with this, your marriage is over. And I'm sorry, but if there's like (laughs) that much evidence, like fuck a marriage, dude, I'm out. No, it's fine. The marriage is already over. Yeah, fuck that. That's uncomfortable. Okay, go on. Continue. Um, wow. This is very short. Did I skip something? Oh, it's it's your notes. (laughs) Wow, these are very short. I'm like done. Okay, we'll continue. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so nobody nobody knows for sure if Terry knew about what happened in the 70s. But before Charlie proposed to Terry, Jim told him, like, dude, you need to tell her what happened or I will. Charlie said he would, but who knows? Police were sure that he had killed before. They opened up some of Florida's cold case cold cases searching for similar incidents. There is no official list of victims, but they were looking at up to 26. For this guy? Yep. Who were the other people, though? I'm going to... Hold on. Okay. The earliest victim that may be linked to Charlie was 12-year-old Carol Sullivan, who was abducted from a school bus stop on September 20th, 1978. Her skull was found in a bucket, so police presumed she was decapitated and murdered. Charlie was 20 years old and lived in the same county at the time, but that's, like, all that would link them together. Next, in 1988, a woman named Lisa Sanders was beaten, stabbed, and dragged from her car. It's it's said that her body was left in a field, and vultures are what drew police to the scene. Jesus. Her heart was also removed, but it's unclear of whether it was from the vultures or not. Then we have Sherry. Well, you said he removed someone else's heart, too, though, right? That's his, like, MO. Like, he removes the hearts. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we have uh, Sherry Parishow. In July of 89, was found partially clothed clothed underneath a bridge near Charlie's home. And by near, I mean a thousand feet away. Oh, so that was him. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like her 100. throat was slashed and her head nearly severed. Her body had been extremely, extremely mutilated once again, and her heart was removed. Brant matched a police... Brant? Yeah. Charlie Brant matched a police sketch of a man <clears throat> seen crossing the highway near where her body was found. So police successfully closed the case on May 6, 2006. So he was charged for this one. He hung himself. But like, well, okay, I guess not charged. That's the wrong word. Because they, sure, they didn't find all this out until after the 2004 pretty, murders. Well, I mean, you said it closed. I don't know why I said yeah. charged. But they pretty much yeah, they, that one was they ruled out that yeah, that wasn't. Because okay. you can look up uh, pictures of the police sketch, too. Oh, really? Yeah, and it looks exactly like him, dude. What do you want me to look up? Uh, Charlie Brandt police sketch. Yeah, so, and then we have Darlene Toller in 1995. Uh, her body was found wrapped in plastic. She had been decapitated, and her heart was missing as well. She was found near a highway in Miami that Charlie used frequently. It's said that he kept a log of his mileage use or something, and there was 100 miles unaccounted for. 100 miles is about the distance between where Charlie lived and Miami. So 
So all of these were most likely him. And there's probably more because, like I said, they were looking at up to 26. Yeah. Yeah. So there was it, he was probably doing this like three times a month, dude. That's insane that he wasn't caught for any of it. And yeah. they don't have more, there's not like too much information on it or what? No, he's dead. Like what the, what they can what can they do? Well, I mean, you could still uncover certain stuff. I was just wondering if they well, had anything. Yeah, no, that's the last I read about it. It hurts to know that this coward took his own life before any justice could be served or questions answered. This case really fucking makes me wonder if people are born killers or is there something else that the Brand family is hiding? Wow. Like this sounds like some weird Texas Chainsaw shit. Like it does. You said like there was. There was another part you said toward the end. I already forgot what it was and I didn't bring it up, but it's this was really short. I fucking read through this really fast. You know, it was actually it was the family like defending him and whatnot. I was Mm -hmm. like, that's just weird. Like I forgot. Um. Okay, so like after the 2004 murders of Terry and Michelle, they went and they checked his house, and they found like weird ass shit, dude. Like they found like books on like um human anatomy he had like all these fucking weird like autopsy books and all this shit and on the back of his door he had a poster of a woman's anatomy oh shit but like one half was like muscle tissue like muscle muscular shit and then the other half was like bones but it was like a woman like it was like real life. So what about the organs because you said we're gonna get to that is that how he knew yeah like, the where... organs were like never yeah that's how he knew Okay. Where all of them were. And the organs were, as far as I know, weren't found. So he might be a cannibal. Okay. He is might it, have been a fucking cannibal. Because is there any like anything that you found to like back that at all? No, Does but any, he had said like, to Jim. Like other discussions Jim, about it or anything? Yeah. He had said to Jim, uh, the best revenge is cutting someone's heart out and eating it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he might have been serious about he that. He might have been fucking serious about that. And I don't oh. put it past him. I just think it's fucking crazy that like you never really know a person, dude. Oh, no, not Like, at all. she was married to Charlie for fucking 20 years. 20 fucking years, dude. And so where is he now? Is he still alive? No. Definitely not. He's dead. Well, that's fortunate. As fuck. <laughs> I guess that's a win, but I mean... Was this a picture of him? Because I pulled this that's, up. That's not him. No? Okay, because I pulled that up, and I pulled, like, some other stuff up, so I was like, oh, is, that, is it, like, him? Like, I don't know. How old was he when, no. he, uh, when he killed himself? Well, he was born in 57, and then it was 2004, so... Okay. 47? Wait a minute. No. Yeah, 47. 2004, 57. Yes. 47, yeah. I win. I win in math. You got the maths. (laughs) But that's him right here, right? Yeah, that's him. The one I showed earlier? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to pull it up again. And then that's Angela. Who's this guy, then? I have no idea. Okay, so that's He's the path worshiper, though. That's just a bad picture. I can't see anything. Maybe I should see what this guy is. But, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the end of that, right? Yeah, that was a really short episode. Oh, that was fine. <laughs> no, that was fine. That was a good case. That was int- I've never heard of this guy before, so, I mean, <clears throat> it's pretty interesting. And where, yeah, he just, like... Where was he based again? He was born in Indiana, but um, all of most of the murders happened in um, the Florida Keys, like the... the Really fucking it, south part of Florida. Man, it always happens in Florida. It's always Florida, man. Florida's some shit. Florida's on some shit. We just need to recruit the entire state of Florida for World War Three, and we'll be good. This might be a different guy, because it looks like there's conversations with him. Why are you looking up another Charlie Brown? I know. There's a picture of him right here. Huh. Yeah, so I think that might have been him. That was not him, though. The- oh, there's a picture of him at the top. 
I'm just gonna show everyone uh, for everyone that's here on the video one. So there's this picture of him right here, this old one. It says, I don't know, maybe it's not, him, but it says him. This is him here, or no, that's not him. That's an ad, I think. This is him. I don't know. Well, uh, this isn't my case, so I'm not doing more <laughs> research on that. That's uh, that's yeah. Up to I mean, you. that's about it. Like, it's we get up that later on like yeah, Instagram or something if we sucks, find out more um, about it. It just sucks that he fucking he killed himself. Well, it's good too, just it's, because it's good that he's not here anymore. But like all these though, those other twenty six cases they were looking at. Oh yeah, those might have been questions. Solved. Yeah, that sucks. That's what I'm saying. Like he might not have spoke though, and then he might have just been an asshole and just been alive wasting time anyway. So it's just fucking. And the fact that he killed his mother with fucking seven shots, dude. Yeah, that's and fucked up. everybody said that this guy was a fucking mama's boy. And he had a fucking great upbringing, and he had a great mother, and all this fucking shit. Newsflash, guys, don't like your mom. Yeah, it's bad news. Leads to bad things. You have a pretty cool mom. Yeah, my mom's great. Well, you, you've all met her. <laughs> you've all met her. That's tr <laughs> that's true. So, is that about the uh, end of this episode, Bree? That's the end. That's the end. Okay. Well, this was our first video podcast. We're gonna put out another one on uh, Monday too. Oh Jesus! Maybe I'll put it on like Sunday or something. I don't oh, know. Jesus. We're gonna record it like right now. Oh Jesus. So, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, before anything, tell a friend. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you've never seen us before, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, fucking uh, like Burberry, whatever everything. that is. Pretty much everything. Everything. Everything you can find a podcast on if you want to listen to just the audio. Um, if you rate and review us on iTunes, send us a screenshot of the review, uh, send an email over to horsesuperyahoo.com and title it review or stickers. And I will send you like a bunch of stickers. I should have probably had some in front of me to like stickers. show them, but I don't have them. Oh wait, you know what? Caleb's doing something. Ah, these ones. I'll send you some of, uh, those two. Cause I don't have the bottom one anymore. But yeah, stickers. <laughs> stickers. And uh, if you want to donate to us, you can find us at patreon.com slash horror soup. We have a bunch of bonus episodes and a bunch of shit we do there. Uh, we are also on Instagram at horror soup podcast. We're on Facebook at horror soup podcast. I'm at letterbox at horror soup. Caleb Bree is at horror soup Bree. You can find my other podcast at floor popcorn. Next level opinions. Uh, there's also a video podcast for that. Don't want to watch it. I'm going to go watch <laughs> it. It's not good. 50 minutes of absolutely nothing. 50 minutes. We had a topic I'm and then it went off. Of, yeah, you should have. Maybe watch like a minute and then give up. <laughs> There's a couple key moments that we're never going to do again, but that's about it. But <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Oh, God, I almost drank your beer. <laughs> if you're here, thank you for watching. I can't drink that beer. I've concluded that it's not good. I've concluded I would spend $10 on your beer again. Will not spend 17 on this one. Solid. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>